Hello there everybody, this is Chandradasa from the Buddhist Centre Online, coming to you from Adistana before one of the biggest days for our community in quite a long time, which is the funeral of our founder, Urgyen Sangrakshita, which happens tomorrow. You'll be able to follow that, of course, online. Uh, you can see thebuddhacentre.com for information about that. But today I thought we'd, in a way, start to welcome people who will be tuning in around the world into Adistana and into well, it's been a very remarkable week here since Sangrakshita died. And I'm very happy to be joined by some guests just to give a bit of a flavour of what it's been like here and the backdrop to everything that's happening tomorrow. We have Dharmachari Stanishradha, who was one of Sangrakshita's carers uh, here with us today. Hello. We have Dharmacharani Munisha, who wears many hats, all of them glorious, but will be working with me tomorrow to bring you the live coverage online and is going to be looking after our honoured guests at the funeral. Hello. And uh, definitely not least, we have Dharmacharani Parami, who has been on the funeral team for this event and is going to talk to us a little bit about that, but also just about her very long history with um, Sangrakshita. And in a way, how you work at the moment has been tied to that life of practice in a context that he built. Hi. Stana Shanta, you very graciously agreed to join us this morning. I know from talking to you, you've had quite a big week yourself, although it's moved through phases, you were saying to me. Yes. So uh, where are you at this morning? With <laughs> You've been out building a shrine. Uh, yes, I'm about halfway through building a shrine in a barn at the moment, so I'm just stepping out to, uh, to come and speak to you all. And say something about the barn, what's the, the barn? The, the barn was an extra portion of land that was purchased when we got Adishtana, and it's a great big old farm barn that's open-sided, and that's where we'll be holding the funeral tomorrow, uh, with about a thousand people in it. And hay bales. And hay bales, pushed to the side, and a shrine built on scaffold platforms, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's been quite an effort, hasn't it, to yeah. transform that space? Yes. Mm. Is that work helping you process your own grief around what's happened just practical um, stuff or are you is it just keeping you busy it keeps me busy yes um, not quite ready to deal with with the grief and the loss yet I mean there's a, a in a way it's not to do with Banti I'm very I'm very happy in a way that Banti lived a very glorious and long life and died very peacefully and very quickly but I miss him mm-hmm. and he's gone mm. and this isn't the time to sort of deal with that. There are yeah, lots of yeah. things that need to be done. Mm. Yeah. One of the most beautiful things I've observed this week is you, every morning, at the start of morning meditation, bringing in Banti's cup of tea mm. for him, as usual, and yeah. placing it on the shrine. It's been a lovely thing to watch. Mm. And Manisha, how's it been for you, kind of absorbing all this at distance and then coming over into the, the middle of it? I live in Stockholm, and um, I flew over on Monday to be part of what's going on here. And actually, there's quite a lot going on in Stockholm too, but it does make a huge difference to come here to the, the epicentre and to be able to spend time each day with Bante's body, which I found rather shocking at first, but but also just to watch all these people here, mm. there are lots of people on site, working away so effectively in teams with such good humour. Mm. Actually, they're practising what Bante taught us, really. It's, it's really very effective team-based activity. Mm. And, um, so, yes, it has a very big effect. But I'm really enjoying the Sangha aspect mm. of it. And that's been a big thing, hasn't it? All these streams of mm. being mm. since Tuesday just arriving, mm-hmm. very mindfully moving through the space and, mm. and going to spend time sitting with Sangrakshita's body. 
the first part of my work as the liaison officer, which is I'm the person who looks after our relations with other Buddhists, um, was actually last week at home in Stockholm. I did a huge amount of work just online, you know, inviting all the guests. And um, but I felt connected, but quite alone. Mm. This makes a huge difference to come here. Mm. You can see that in people's faces when they mm. come. And they kind of mm. touch into the community, don't they? And they do this mm. very private, beautiful thing. And then I guess most of them will come back tomorrow with a different relationship. Mm. 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 You've been watching that going on? Yeah, it's been quite extraordinary, really. Since last Tuesday, people immediately responded. So everybody here on site, just we went straight into the shrine room, about maybe 50 of us or something, and uh, just began a vigil quite spontaneously. Then we started to organise it. So we've had, we for a few day, couple of days, we had a, an hourly meditation and mantra chanting. The mantras that Banti had asked us to chant, five mantras. And then we stopped that for a little bit while we were doing more arrangements, but then we've picked it up again from Friday, I think it was. Actually, to be honest, I can't remember. I've lost track of the days. It's just every day just seems like another day at the moment. But yeah, so people have been sitting meditating in the main shrine room and also, as Manisha mentioned, going to sit with Banti's body, sometimes just for a few minutes, sometimes for quite a bit longer. And it's really quite extraordinary watching people come out of that and the experience that they've had and the conversations that are happening around just so much gratitude and appreciation. And people being really surprised at how well Banti's body is being preserved mm-hmm. because he didn't win embalming. And so we were really unsure as to whether we could have the body on display in the way we have through so many days until the funeral. The funeral director has been pretty amazed at how that's happened. So that's quite extraordinary to see. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk more about the burial later because he's going to have a green burial, isn't he? And we can say something about that. Once when I was in the Shrine Room, Manisha and I were in together with Banti's body and Lama Shen Ben Hukum Mm. was there uh, doing some puja. And I was chatting to her afterwards, and uh, she was clearly so moved to kind of be able to go and say goodbye to her old friend, someone she's known for a long, long time. And uh, I guess that's going to be an aspect of it, Manisha, isn't it? Other Buddhists coming into relationship with this event. Yes, in two different ways. One was that um, about five years ago I got started getting involved in the planning for whenever this moment happened. And um, one of the things I had to do was compile the guest list, along with Bhante and one or two other people. And... Uh, So quite a lot of people from other traditions. And some of them are coming, although by the nature of funeral, very often it's very last minute and people can't change their plans. But a lot of people have been sending in messages of well-wishing. And um, you can see some of those on the Buddhist Centre online in the Remembrance section. They're posted as um, voices from the Buddhist world. And they're so appreciative. Mm. People from people I've never never met, people far off in Mm. Singapore and other parts of Asia... People who met him in Kalimpong when they were children, you know, almost <laughs> um, really valuing his contribution to the Buddhist world. Yeah, it was a very nice, um, well-rounded obituary in the Times this morning, uh, which we were looking at early, including a lovely story from right at the end of Sangrash's mm. life, which I hadn't heard. Do you want to tell that story? As yes. <laughs> Apparently, um, when the doctor came in to, to explain to him at quite great length why they were not going to continue with medication, Bante said 
so you mean I'm dying? And the doctor said yes. And, and Bante looked at the pile of audio books that had just been stacked up next to his bed and said, well, I suppose you better take them back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very lovely ending, actually. That was the very last word of the, of the obituary. That's right. Very charming. Very, very charming, but also, you know, a good deal of courage in that, isn't there, in terms mm. of just the mm. moment of, towards the moment of your death, being that, mm. that calm and that much good humour. And Stanishanta, you were obviously involved in caring for Bante towards the end of his life, and actually for, let's face it, quite a long time before the mm-hmm. end of his life. What was that like as a as an experience and being in a team of, of people doing that? Gosh. Is that interesting? Well, because we're a strange team. We're a team that never really meets, mm. um, because we were always with Bante, so someone would always be with Bante. So we we very rarely met as a team, but we all seem to get on very, very well. And we were dedicated to our purpose, uh, which was lovely, actually. Uh, there was always that sense that we were all there to serve Banti and make sure that he, he got what he needed. Yes. In Stanislav, one of your main jobs was Banti's visitors, wasn't mm. it? Looking after them and seeing them in and correspondence. Yeah, so mainly the correspondence. So uh, a lot of email correspondence with all sorts of people that just wanted to come and see Banti. I mean, very often people just here on retreat, but also a lot of other people. And a real spread. I mean, he met so many people. Someone calculated uh-huh. it recently. I think he saw, what was it, about 400 people this last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just quite amazing, really. Mm. Yes. And he really enjoyed meeting people. Uh, it was one of his highlights, just to meet lots of different people and talk to them about their practice. And, yeah. Yeah, he was always interested. At the end of September and the beginning of October, we had the European Buddhist Union annual meeting here, followed by the Buddhist Teachers in Europe meeting. And um, Bante had made it clear that he was available for visiting, and the Buddhists from other traditions were queuing up to meet him. And they were overjoyed to have time with him. Um, and some of them were very young Buddhists, also from other mm. traditions, delighted to meet him. And he also took part in one or two sessions of the Buddhist Teachers in Europe meeting, briefly. And um, so it was very interesting that he probably hadn't had quite such a, a sort of public outing for quite a long time, mm. because it would happen to take place here. He could go to it in his wheelchair. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so at the very last minute, a lot of people saw him from mm. the Buddhist world, only about three weeks before he died, mm. including mm. Lama Shenpen, mm. who was his old friend from the 60s. Mm. Mm. And he actually came and joined. I was at the second part of that, the mm. teacher's part. Mm. And Bante came and joined us in his wheelchair both mornings mm. to hear the talks. And he participated very fully. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was lovely actually <laughs> to see. Yeah. At the other end of the spectrum, um, something Stanishrad and I have done occasionally online is attend to Sangharaksha's presence on Facebook mm. and things like that, which is quite considerable. Loads of people want to be Sangharaksha's friend on Facebook. And loads of people write to him. But uh, one of the sweetest things this week has been the number of selfies people have posted <laughs> that they took in that little room in the corner. It's quite moving, actually. Like, people from all yeah. over the world just uploading <laughs> these pictures of themselves with Banty, usually smiling. He doesn't always smile in photographs, but he smiles with people. Mm. He'd be sitting there, and it was very sort of clear he enjoyed having these selfies taken. And people, you know, expressing a lot of heartfelt appreciation mm. of this little bit of time they had with them, and um, it clearly still means something. Mm. And that's their choice of memorial, is yeah. this picture, it's great. Yeah. One of the things that's quite interesting in that, this might be going off track a little bit, but is di- people from different cultures, mm. 
and how differently they approach their visits to Bunty. You know, as a generalisation, obviously, it's mm. not completely like that, but I've often accompanied Mexican visitors to Bunty, and he always seems to really enjoy meeting the Mexicans, and they just love meeting him, and quite often it would be quite light in mm. a certain way, but also quite meaningful. And then, of course, there are visitors from India often went to visit Bante and for them it's a really enormous thing to meet their teacher face to face. So we recently had a one month course here and there were four order members from India, two women, two men. And in the introduction, when people introduced themselves, one of the young men, very young man, order member from India said, He'd come here for the half hour that he might get with Bante. He wasn't quite sure what he'd do with the rest of the month. (laughs) 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 That it was his dream, you know, to meet Bante and his dream was fulfilled. And then the last two people, I believe, to see Bante were the two Indian women. They were his last visitors. So for them, that was just hugely important Mm. and special. Mm. You know, and then visitors from other cultures don't make such a... They don't seem fuss, to make such yeah. a fuss, but yet you can see how meaningful it would be. But often people are much more, oh yeah, it was it was very interesting. <laughs> well, it struck me, just paying attention to social media this week, that because of the nature of, you know, friends of friends of friends see stuff, mm. I was just thinking there must be loads of people who don't really know much about Buddhism or Chiratna who are suddenly seeing in their feeds an outpouring of mm. devotion that is quite um, outside of the normal culture. People have been joking all week about events like the royal wedding or royal funerals in terms of to evoke a scale to something. Now, obviously, it's not tens of millions of people, but there is actually a very large constituency of attention in a way that is probably a mix of cultures, isn't it? It's not not traditional Western culture. It's obviously influenced by a culture of devotion that's a little bit, well, old and new in a certain way. It's interesting. Mm. Stana Shorter, I suppose the other side of it is, um, you know, Banty was your friend. And it's like, what was, what was your experience of, apart from the job of caring for someone and doing that very dutifully, it's like more like the, the relationship with someone over years where you're, you're in, his, um, in his world and he's in yours. It's very hard to know what to say, really. Um, I had never thought that I would spend time with Banty. You know, he was of a, of a very different generation to me. Uh, we were years apart. Uh, I was a very new order member and then very suddenly I got asked to be his secretary. I wasn't expecting that, there was no indication that that might come along. So suddenly I found myself spending a lot of time with Bunty. I don't know if I would call him a friend. Hmm. Um, I was there to serve him and that's what I did and I feel very blessed that I got to do that. But I don't know, friendship doesn't seem quite the right word. What about you? you? You've been a friend, if I can use that word, of at least a certain kind, <laughs> to sound actually for very many years. Yeah, it is interesting what word you might choose to use for that relationship. It's, oh yeah, he was a friend, and I know he considered me a friend. He articulated that on quite a few occasions. But it wasn't a friend like mm. other friends, in a way. It's a different nature of relationship. But yeah, I've known Bante since 1978 was the first time I met him. And in fact, from 77, I had uh, some contact because the first day I walked into the Buddhist Centre in Glasgow, Damarati gave me the three jewels to read because I was looking for something to read about Buddhism. I read it in two days 
And I then wrote a quite long letter to Bante, full of questions, which I discovered afterwards he was very delighted to receive. Uh, he didn't wasn't sure people took that much notice of his literature, he said. So he invited me to come and meet him on the basis of my questions. He, he answered all my questions and then... Uh, it wasn't an email, of course, it was letters at that time. So I got a letter back a few, you know, maybe a week later, answering very meticulously, answering all my questions. And then he invited me to meet him, which I did in March 1978. Yeah, so I've had quite a long-standing contact. It's had all sorts of different aspects to it. You know, I'd help him shop for his mother's birthday sometimes, <laughs> or I'd drive him to somewhere sometimes, or... You know, I would have conversations about all sorts of things. I've been in retreats and seminars. He used to do these seminars in the early days. Uh, he'd do women's seminars. I can't remember how many he did. But I was on quite a few of them. And, uh, yeah, so he's all, he's been a part of my Buddhist life forever, really. I'd read some Buddhism before I got involved in our movement. But my entire Buddhist life, he's been a very central character, a very central figure. Mm. So, at the moment, I feel his presence still very strongly. And I don't mean that in any kind of psychic or, you know, particularly supernatural way, but just that he's given us so much and he's so much part of my life and my experience that that still just feels very present. Mm. And tomorrow this complex Adistana is going to be absolutely full of people with I guess a range of relationships to yeah. a range of experiences some close friends some yeah, yeah. some people for whom he's the, the friend in the wider sense yeah. of the Kalyanamitra yeah. the beautiful friend in the Dharma many people who probably never mm. met Bhante mm-hmm. quite remote figure in a way but are turning up to kind of say farewell mm-hmm. quite a moving yeah I've been thinking a little bit about what I'll say in my um, opening kind of address or whatever tomorrow at the actual funeral and one of the things that came to me very strongly was just how many lives have been touched by Mm. Bante it's impossible probably to ever enumerate or know how many lives have been touched but I think there will be people both present and following our coverage online who might have met Bante for 10 minutes once and then there'll be so many that have never met him and yet they've read his books, or the people that they're in contact with will have known Vanti. So I have a real sense of that lineage and that network, mm. I think is maybe the best word, that there'll be so many people whose lives have been directly and indirectly given meaning and changed mm. by having come across Vanti's writings or Vanti's tapes, as they used mm. to be, his talks... I myself was ordained by Bante. He was my preceptor in 1980. And I've since then ordained quite a few women. And a couple of them have now ordained other women. And so they've been put into a direct connection and a direct relationship with Bante, maybe a couple of times removed. But, yeah, so there's just this extraordinary network and complexity of relations that will be celebrated tomorrow what I'm noticing from the people who are sending in tributes people from outside Jirana is that um, although some of them decided in the end to practice Mm. Buddhism in other traditions Mm. so many of them are saying 
my first inspiration was, was Sankarakshita mm. or his books. And I wouldn't have become a Buddhist without mm. that. Mm. 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 Instead of Shadow, you, you're saying that you had no expectations to ever spend time with Sankarakshita. Of course not. Do you remember your first sort of contact with, with his works, with his mind, as it were? Not really. It's a little bit blurry. I mean, it all sort of happened very quickly when I got involved. Hmm. Um, but obviously something about the movement and the order grabbed my attention. I think I'm not dissimilar in the same way that many other people, when they first come along to the movement, they have this experience. It's a little bit like coming home. Hmm. I remember first coming along to, I mean, for me, it was the Buddhist Centre in Nottingham. It felt like home. It felt familiar. It made sense. Yeah. And there's been continuity, presumably, all the way through, so you sharing your home with Sangrachta with the mm. community here at Adistana. Mm. What about you, Chandradasa? Because you've had quite a... <laughs> what about me? You, you've had quite a strong, ongoing relationship of a, have, you know, yeah. various kinds, haven't you? Yeah, I was, I mean, I was just, when you said there in 1978, I thought, gosh, that's 40 years of yeah. active yeah. connection and friendship. I'm a bit similar to you, Stanishrata. I mean, I didn't have any expectations of... Um, spending time with Sangrakshita, but I remember actually sitting in the Glasgow University reading room mm. in 1993, and somebody had given me Who is the Buddha to Read, had gone on a, an FWBO, as was weekend retreat, and very much liked it, but definitely wasn't sure. <laughs> it took me quite a while to be sure. And I remember reading this book and having this sense of a very strong mind. And sort of, in a way, you know, being a young man, sort of contending with his mind a bit and prodding and poking and thinking, is that, is that true? Is that right? You know, but definitely his personality came across very strongly in the way he talked about the Dharma. And there was something attractive in that. And within a few years, I did start to meet him regularly just through work. So for the last 20 years, I've been meeting Sangrach a few times a year, usually. To talk particularly about his legacy... I think that's the thing, similar to you, we weren't really friends exactly, but we had a very respectful, warm working relationship. And we particularly connected around the need to think about legacy and think about the future. And he did like to talk about his own work and his own legacy, and he appreciated support in that. He was very supportive to me and to Dharma Chakra, which I, I work for, at various key points and just really encouraging us to be a bit fearless with technology and to to do what seemed like crazy new things with his mm. stuff because he was quite a mix wasn't he he was he once described himself as a poet as a belated minor neo-georgian <laughs> so he was very self-aware yeah, of his yeah. kind of his temperamental yeah. attraction to you know almost being a man out of his time with certain <laughs> things but, but he completely embraced mm. digital audio for example he was absolutely thrilled when we when we said to him, you know, 50,000, 60,000 people a month come to Triratna's website. And he loved Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I remember having some very fun conversations with him yeah. about the connection between poetry and, you know, the best words in the best order and trying to say something in 140 characters, yeah. at least in the old days, yeah. on Twitter. And he, he, he really liked that, yeah. that sort of concision. It's been very nice this week on Twitter watching so many people repost his poems, mm. which you can now do because it supports more characters. <laughs> but um, people, you know, posting verses of his poetry all week yeah, yeah. Um, in a very yeah. sort of personal way. I remember an order convention in Wyndham, I think, meeting with Banty for dinner with a group of people. I can't remember quite who, but I do remember Dama Dinner being there. 
and uh, maybe some people from the college. And he was telling us quite excitedly that I think you had just opened his Twitter account. That's right, yeah. And he was saying, it's very exciting, I can tweet now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and he was saying to Damodina, do you have a Twitter account, Damodina? Have I beaten you to it? <laughs> and he, he was very, um, you know, I remember showing Sangraksh an iPod. Yes. Now, you, we had this experience today yeah. of being sort of the people who were most excited about that when That's lots right. of people really weren't. And um, I remember he got it immediately. That was very mm. struck by the quality of his character where, mm. you know, previously you'd have to buy 250 CDs to get all of his lectures and I remember pulling this little iPod out of my pocket saying, they're all on this. And I said, there's lots of room for other talks by ORD members. And he said, good. Mm. So, you know, that yeah. that sense of like, he yeah. was absolutely happy to move with yeah. things. Yeah. I saw him quite soon after you had that conversation. Because I remember him telling me that you'd been to see him and that you'd shown him an iPod. He was very... <laughs> So it was quite, and I was saying, oh yeah, you know, you'd brought it, I think it was after you'd taken it to the chairs. That's right. Assembly meeting. I mean, a nice story about the mix of his character there is that he got the technology, but when I first explained to him before that, that we'd be digitising his talks and cleaning them up, he kind of looked at me and said, they did that to Caruso, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Caruso, the first recorded opera singer. (laughs) And I said, that's right, they did, on the wax cylinders that they recorded. And he was, that was it. He was absolutely delighted at the fact that he was in the same boat as Caruso. <laughs> I thought that is amazing. There's, a, there's a great span there within his, his cultural mind, as it were. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And obviously funerals are mixed occasions, mm. lots of grief, lots of celebration, a chance to say one of a number of farewells to somebody. Maybe a last word from each of us just on that aspect of it. You know, what are you taking with you into this big event tomorrow? For me, I have a very strong sense that this is part of Buddhist history. Mm. This will be one of one of the very largest gatherings of Buddhists in Britain ever. Not the largest, probably, but... And we will be present at history. And it's clear that he's also a very important part of 20th century Buddhist history. Mm. And I think when they start to play Richard Strauss's sunset, Abendrot, I will definitely be in tears and so there will not be any commentary at that point. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Stanislav is smiling but not quite at a space to say anything at the moment. Um, I think for myself I've just felt like I've swung into particular mode over these last days Mm. I mean in Myers Briggs terms I'm a field marshal and I feel I've been able to use that to to advantage in these days so my own experience has been very much that I'm I'm immersed in what's happening and I'm a little bit it's not that I'm blocking what I'm feeling at all because I'm not And I'm aware that probably after everything's finished, there'll be a bit more to process. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things, on a personal level, I've been, I've just been um, swinging in a way between different worlds. So I've felt sometimes sitting either in the shrine room or with Banty's body, I've had this extraordinary sense of spaciousness and even bliss, where I've just felt, yeah, just as clear as the clear blue sky. 
and then I'll come out of that and I'm having to talk about the number of portaloos that we might rent or <laughs> the kind of, yeah, all the, the practical details of things and working with all sorts of different people on different things. And so I feel like I'm stretched in a way, but I'm really, really happy and pleased to be doing that. Hmm. And I've been really touched by how well we've all worked together. I think my overwhelming feeling is of a real strong sense of appreciation for what Banty's given us and a sense that, as I think Manisha said, we're actually living it. Mm. You know, the Kalyan and Mitchatag friendship is just palpable at the moment on site. Mm. It always is. It's not a new thing, but the strength of it is just extraordinary. And the way all of the team here in Adistana and all of the volunteers, and including yourselves, you know, the people mm. in this room, have just responded to what's needed to be done is yeah it's a blessing it's it's awesome in the real and true sense of the word mm. i'm filled with awe and inspiration mm. yeah i was talking to a friend yesterday and i found myself saying he said oh how are you feeling about it and you know obviously i'm very busy and mm. i could probably do with some space afterwards but i did find myself saying something that i i felt a certain kind of relief and afterwards, I, th- I was thinking about it and I thought, well, it's more like contentment, actually, mm. just the relief that things have ended so well for Sangha, yeah. actually, that, you know, mm. in a way, quite a, a sort of model dying. Yeah. But also just that things are so well presented already. It's just like the conditions have been there for a long time mm. <laughs> and it's, it's impossible to overestimate how yeah. important that is and how ordinary it is. Mm. Not just at the level of succession in a community and all those big ideas, but just, yeah, as you say, mm. watching a real life spiritual community mm. based on mm. someone's understanding of the Dharma and their, their attempt to translate it. And however complex he was, however you know, many phases of his life there were, it's absolutely amazing to walk through the courtyard at Adistana and just be surrounded by the manifestation mm. of that vision. Mm. And to feel very proud in a way mm. of our community and to think, well, yeah, we're we're doing it. <laughs> it's like I feel very contented in that, mm. and yeah, it'll be good to have a different kind of space afterwards. But mm. there's, mm. you can definitely see that it's worked. Yeah. The timing of all this has just been extraordinary as well. You mentioned a couple of times we've been planning this for quite some time. So Mahamati Paramartha and I have been working together as a team preparing this for a long time. Mahamati figured about 17 years or so since we first started to think about this. And we always knew that wherever we were in the world, we'd just have to get in a plane or a train or whatever and just be the three of us. We'd just have to get together as soon as possible after the death. And we were all on site. We were all here, which was quite extraordinary. Well, Mahamati just up the road. But, you know, the fact was that within half an hour, or something mm. we were able to start rolling things out and the fact that you know you the comms team as it were you know and the liaison worker and everybody had been involved in those plans meant that we could just really do it so smoothly so there wasn't the horrible thing of like somebody important dies and you think oh my goodness what do we have to do who do we have to contact what happens next so Banti has given us that gift as well in the sense that he's been very keen that we have planned this for a long time. Mm. And he's wanted to make sure that it would be as smooth for us as possible. He said that to me a number of times. Mm. 
you know, that he really wanted us to have everything in place as early as possible. And then just the whole gift of, you know, we had people, a men's order weekend happening, we had the college coming. His timing mm. has been exquisite. Mm, the gift of a good death. Yeah. So tomorrow is the big day itself. There'll be coverage for about four hours, we think, online. Um, you can get all the information on thebuddhacentre.com. We'll make it easy to find. There'll be lots of newsletters, etc. The team here, with our good friends at the Clear Vision Trust, will be doing our very best on a rural broadband connection to draw you in. So I'd encourage you to come and see what's happening tomorrow and hopefully witness something beautiful and quite unique in a way in, in the world too. Mm. So I'd like to thank everybody, particularly Stanishata, for coming today, yeah. dipping out of your shrine building. Mm. Probably better get back to that <laughs> since there's a deadline. <laughs> and to Manisha and to Parami. And we'll see you all tomorrow on the internet or here in person at Astana.